Hi, it's Michael, and welcome to the podcast. Today I'm talking about self-talk. You've probably heard this term before, and I think it's thrown around rather loosely as a term, and I'd really like to provide some education on this today. I think really part of the reason why I do this podcast is to provide a lot of education about how the mind works, uh, how to master your mindset so that you're more in control of what's happening in your mind. So let's talk about self-talk. The definition. Really what self-talk is, it's an inner monologue that's going on inside of your head throughout the day. Now, most people are not really conscious of it, but it is going on. The way that you can become conscious of it is tuning into it to start to kind of listen for it. And once you do that, you're going to notice that there is an actual language, almost like your inner voice that's assessing, judging, making a running commentary on things, often about other people, often about yourself. And if you're in a highly emotional state, you may even verbalize out loud. You may be frustrated in traffic, for example, and curse out loud. But the point here is that self-talk is very normal. There's positive self-talk. There's negative self-talk. Everyone has negative self-talk. There's nothing wrong with you if you have that. It's part of being human. So I really want to normalize and not pathologize negative self-talk. But I'd like to give you some pointers, some strategies so that you can master your self-talk. And the first step is really being aware that it exists, that it is this running inner monologue that's going on throughout the day. So I think the best way to illustrate this is to give a concrete example. And here's what it is. Let's take a triathlete. And I'm going to call this triathlete Bob, just for kind of anonymized to sort of give this person an actual name that I can call him. And here's the deal. So Bob is going to participate in a really big triathlon, kind of his favorite triathlon. And his goal is to break his personal best time from the previous year. This is a big goal for Bob, and he's been really working hard, training hard. He's in probably the best shape of his life, better than the previous year for this triathlon. And here's what happens. Bob falls short of breaking his personal best time by a couple of minutes. He finishes. He's very disappointed. He's pretty emotional about it because he's been putting a lot of energy into training. He's got, he's really built up this idea that he's going to break his personal best record, but he doesn't. And so let me break down what happens with the self-talk here. As soon as Bob gets his time, he feels this emotion. And with the emotion comes some thoughts. And tied to those thoughts are self-talk. So the thoughts turn into sentences and languages and judgments and commentary. And what Bob starts saying to himself is, Oh my God, I can't believe this. So there's this lack of sort of acceptance. Maybe he says, I suck. Maybe he says... I knew I couldn't do this. I'm so disappointed. Why can't I break my personal best time? He may compare himself to others. I can't believe that guy beat me. He never beats me. And what happens is these thoughts, these negative thoughts and self-talk start building. And what they do is they start spiraling. They build off of each other. They kind of snowball. 
And so this momentum starts getting going. It's a negative downward spiral of momentum. And so eventually the thoughts become more and more negative. The emotion is still there, a lot of disappointment. And so Bob says a couple hours after his event, he's ruminating, he's in a bad mood, he's not speaking to anyone. He concludes, I need to quit the sport of triathlon. I need to quit triathlons. Um, you know, this was a big mistake. Um, I'm so disappointed. I'm clearly not cut out for triathlons. That is the ultimate last thought that he has for that day. Now, listening to this, because it's not you, because it's not me, we can look at it a little bit more rationally that if Bob only misses his personal best time by a couple minutes in a triathlon, like that's pretty good, actually. But we're not Bob, so we're not disappointed. So I want to deconstruct this even a little bit more so that you can see exactly what's happening here, and maybe this can help you. So the trigger, I'll call it the trigger, is the outside event. There's always an outside event that triggers the inner self-talk and commentary. So the trigger in this case is missing the personal best time by a couple of minutes. Typically what happens next is an emotion. Immediately, even before a thought, there's an emotion and the emotion clearly is negative, right? So if you have a negative emotion, is that going to generate a positive thought? Probably not, right? Like it's going to generate a negative thought. So again, it goes trigger outside event followed by emotion, which generates a thought. Now, typically that next thought will generate another thought similar to the previous thought. And that thought Will generate another thought, and so on, and so on, and so on, and it becomes this snowball effect, the spiral. So this is what happens. And during that entire time, there is commentary, I'll call it self-talk, going on after the initial emotion, after the trigger. So the thoughts turn into actual sentences. And most people are not aware of exactly the verbiage that's going on, but if you tune into it, you can actually almost see sentences appearing in your head of assessments and judgments about what's going on. And I want to normalize this again. This is what the human brain does. It's not you that's doing this. It's the human brain. So think about that for a second, what I just said. It's not you. It's your human brain. The human brain loves to solve problems. It's a problem-solving computer. And it's not always accurate if it's run on its own without the, the master looking at it. And the master is you. Now, because the brain is a problem-solving computer, it likes to make conclusions and judgments as quickly as possible. That's what it does because it's kind of built for primal times when we needed to make assessments and judgments on the fly really quickly. And it's really good at that, especially in primal situations. But in everyday life, Sometimes it can get you in trouble. It can be overreactive. So I want to repeat this because I think this is really important. Your brain is a problem-solving computer. It wants to get to the conclusion as quickly as possible, even if it's not the right one. The brain feels better when it solves the problem. If it doesn't solve the problem, it spirals and tends to worry. And worry doesn't feel good. And during the worry, which is painful, which is anxiety... The brain is still working on solving the problem, but because it's in this emotional state, it's not really rational. 
So I had a professor in college who said, never make an important decision in a highly emotional state. When you're in a highly emotional state, what happens is your limbic system, which we call the lizard brain, is really highly activated when you're feeling a lot of emotions, be it positive or negative. And what happens during that time is that your prefrontal cortex, the thinking, rational part of your brain, actually is almost deactivated. You can even see this on a brain scan. So if you're in a highly emotional state, you literally cannot think logically. So think about you as the observer of this effect and as the executive. If you're in a highly emotional state, you can say to yourself, now is not a good time to make conclusions. I'm not actually able to think logically or rationally. If I calm myself down, blood will return to the prefrontal cortex and I'll have more logical faculties. So when you're feeling highly emotional, especially after a negative event, like you're disappointed you lose a game, you miss a, a fly ball in the outfield, you don't get your personal best time, you need to pause your thinking. It's okay to feel the emotion because you're human. Let that you know, let it out, right? But you want to pause your thinking. Do not try to assess or judge the situation until you calm down. Because what happens is the emotion will generate negative thinking typically, okay? And what's going to happen is you're going to start creating this narrative in your head, which is actually false. And the, each Following thought after thought after thought will be based on an illogical premise. Okay, really want that to sink in. So please do not ruminate and try to assess and make decisions when you're feeling especially negative. Because this is when all this negative self-talk comes up and you can start even, you can even look at it. You can even see this negative self-talk like maybe I shouldn't race next weekend. Maybe I should ask my coach to sit out the next game. Like these kinds of thoughts will start popping up and they're very illogical, right? So be okay with not finding the conclusion. Remember, your brain is a problem-solving computer Put it on pause, press the pause button, be okay with the discomfort of not finding a conclusion to your anxiety, right? Let yourself be calm. Let the emotion pass. Remember, emotions change, right? You're not stuck in disappointment forever. Someone might crack a joke later and your mood will change, okay? So let the emotion pass before you start thinking. So I want to give you an exercise. I think it's really going to help. So you may want to take some notes on this. If you're driving, you can listen to this again later, right? So this is something you might need some pen and paper for. So um, come back to this if you need to. And here's the exercise. And this is taken from cognitive behavioral therapy. You can look this up on the internet too. There's a lot of great info on cognitive behavioral therapy, which is based on a model. It's called the ABC model. A stands for activating event, B stands for belief, and C stands for the consequence. And what I like to do with the ABC model, again, A is the activating event, B is the belief that generates the C consequence. In between the B and the C, so A, B, right before the C, I like to insert the letter E. 
And E stands for emotion. This is something I'm adding to the cognitive behavioral model. So it goes A, B, E, C. Okay. So let's take the triathlete example again. A activating event. I don't get the time I want. Uh, B is, again, there's this underlying belief that's really not even examined that somehow it's unacceptable not to meet this goal. Immediately after that, even before the thought is the emotion. The emotion, which is typically negative, is going to biochemically affect the C consequence, which is a, a thought or action. So it goes something like this. Triathlete A doesn't get the personal best time. That's the activating event. B is unacceptable not to reach the goal. E, emotion, anger, frustration, demoralization, whatever. C is the consequence. And the consequence is this negative self-talk, which leads to more negative self-talk, and so on and so on. And finally, the ultimate consequence is this triathlete decides to quit the sport or take some time off or something like that. Because again, the human brain likes to make conclusions, assessments, and judgments as quickly as possible, even if it's not rational. That's just what it does. So I would encourage you to write down what I just said. A, B, E, C. Choose your own failure or something that you're disappointed in. You'll probably find it if you're an athlete because we're all hard on ourselves. And notice that A, choose A, the activating event, whatever that is. So it's like, you know, I, I didn't get my best time. I, I struck out, whatever it is. And then label underneath that B, what is the belief that generates what I call C, the consequence. So it's probably you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself. Okay, and that's okay. But noticing, just breaking this down. And again, after the B, insert the letter E and put down all the emotions that you were feeling. So again, it's going to go A, B, E, emotion, C. A, activating event, B, belief, E, emotion, C, consequence. And just break it down in that manner. Remember, the consequence, C, can be a thought and or an action. So I really encourage you to pick a failure and write this down and you can notice this is give you a ton of awareness for the next time you either have a success or a failure and notice what happens. If you have a success, the consequences, thoughts and actions are going to be totally different. Even if, even if the success and failure, even if the success is not it is really, really close to the failure, like first and second place. It's going to be amazing the kinds of thoughts that are generated from a success uh, and the kinds of thoughts that can be generated from a failure, all right? So um, try this. I think it's really going to help you. And another thing you can try is getting a notebook. I'm a big fan of old school pen and paper and start to write down um, some negative self-talk that you notice during the day, and even positive self-talk. You can have it with you. Um, you can, you know, speak into your phone and do it in new school and take notes and stuff like that too, but start to actually write down some of the thoughts you're having. You can just sit down at your desk and think about an event. 
good or bad, and just notice kind of like the self-talk that's going on. And it's usually like a commentary about you or about somebody else or about the event. Um, but the negative self-talk, you know, about yourself is is the most damaging, right? Um, especially when it's not accurate. It's usually not accurate. So those are the things I would suggest doing the ABEC and the self-talk journal. Do do the self-talk journal for like a week. And again, the, really the purpose of what I'm saying here is to give you the awareness and the skills to handle victory and defeat in a masterful way, not in a reactive way, so that you can really get the results that you deserve, the results that... Um, that you have the ability to, to get and not have your mind get in the way. Have your mind serve you and you not serve your mind. So I'm hoping that this podcast today really helped you. If it did, um, you know, if you want to work with me, you can go to michaelseely.com. Check out some of my coaching programs. I teach stuff like this. I go a lot deeper to teach you lots of skills go there and check it out. And I'd love to connect with you. Thanks everyone for listening. Everyone, please be well.